0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Yarn Thing Podcast with Marley Bird. I'm your host, Marley Bird. You can catch the Yarn Thing Podcast live every Tuesday, that's kind of loud, at 10 o'clock Mountain Time. That's 12 o'clock on the East Coast, 9 o'clock on the West Coast, and 11 o'clock in the Midwest. If you are anywhere else in the world and would like to join me live for the podcast, please Google what time 10 o'clock Mountain Time is for you. I do live in Denver, Colorado. You can come and join the fun. We want to say thank you to our sponsors, Buffalo Wool Company, Creative Bug, Erin Lane Bags, Crafty.com, Stitches.Events, and last but certainly not least, Red Heart Yarns, where I'm the proud national spokesperson. You can learn more about our sponsors by visiting marleybird.com and clicking the drop-down menu for sponsors. And There's a direct link to each one of them over there, and you can go and say hello and thank them for supporting your favorite podcast. All right, everybody, if you've noticed, I did say that the podcast is only available on Tuesdays now. If you remember correctly, I did announce that I am no longer going to do Thursday podcast for the summer month. So we're going to see kind of how it goes. Um, if we need to bring back the Thursday podcast uh, in the winter and the fall, we will address it then. But the way the schedules are happening over the summer and stuff, uh, it's just not working out where I could do two shows a week. So I'm going to drop it down to just one show a week, and it will be on Tuesdays at 10 o'clock during the summer months. Um, and you can stay abreast to all the information uh, as far as who's coming on the show, when we're coming on the show, when we're doing the show, and all that good stuff by making sure that you have liked the Marley Bird Facebook page. And I am going to encourage you to sign up for the Marley Bird newsletter. I I had a good discussion today with Caitlin, my Caitlin. That's what she wants to be called is my Caitlin. And uh, we talked about the newsletter and the importance of having a newsletter go out once a week. And it would essentially be, you know, here here are some few patterns that we've put out here's a blog post here's the guest. here's you know it'd be like a, a lump sum summary of the week of marley bird and there'd be um discounts and all sorts of stuff in there so if you have not signed up for the marley bird newsletter i want to encourage you to please do that you can find it on marleybird.com there's lots of different places for you to check it out if you're here on facebook live there is also a direct link right here on facebook as well so just make sure you sign up for the newsletter i do not spam you i promise it's like I actually haven't that one out in months um, and this is the goal. The goal is to try and get it set up to send out more. So make sure that you have signed up to that. Uh, let's see. Last week there was no podcast because I had the honor of attending the Women's Choice Award show with Red Heart. They were a sponsor of the award show and I was invited to join them along with Bethany from Whistle and Ivy and Melanie Ham of the Melanie Ham YouTube page. And it was a lot of fun. I also was joined by the buyer from Joanne's, an e-commerce uh, person from Joanne's uh, Fabric Store, and also, also Julie, who is the co-founder of Creative Bug. They were all there. It was uh, a, so much fun. If you missed it, I did do some Facebook Lives of the event. Um, I literally just took my camera and I held it out in front of my table so that way you could see some of the uh, um, presentations, some of the singing uh, uh, um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for the the guests that were singing I can't think of it Um, and one of them was also a special icon award for Sharon Stone so if you're interested you can go and check out those videos here on Facebook as well I will caution you they are PG-13 there are some um, curse words in there not by me by the the presenters so I want to make sure that you know that as well but you can um, join into the fun and kind of see what it was all like, kind of like the behind the scenes of the glitz and glamour of Hollywood and the inspirational speeches about um, really encouraging and empowering young girls and women to do what they want to do and let them know that they can do. It was just a really a wonderful, a wonderful event, wonderful evening, and it was a true honor to be there. So it was a lot of fun. And I know most of you are wondering what dress did I wear? I wore the one that you guys agreed was the best one. It was the last one I tried on last or the week before last with the gold belt. It was kind of a deep neckline. And thank you to Myra Wood who came and gave me um, some double-sided tape so that I could tape my dress to myself. (laughs) And uh, I didn't have any side boob mishaps, So we're good there. Um, Yeah. So anyways, that's where I was last week. And if you want to learn more, please go ahead and visit the Marley Bird Facebook page and you can check out stuff there. All right. So all of that is out of the way. Let's go ahead and jump in and say hello to today's guest. She is a favorite guest of ours here on the Yarn Thing podcast, and she has become a real friend of mine, and I am so honored to have her as a colleague, not only on the knitting side, but she has started crocheting as well, so she is going to be a bi-stitual person. She's bi-crafty, and um, you know, it just fits. I love everything that she does. Hopefully, uh, she'll design for me sometime in the future, because I I love everything she does, and I know you guys do, too, because you're always asking for her to come back on the show whenever she has a new book out, uh, which is funny, because whenever she comes on, she talks about, I don't know, I need a little break, I might not do another book, and then she signs up, and all of a sudden, there's another book out there for her, and so, of course, I'm talking about my friend, Jen Lucas, today, and we're going to talk about her brand new book, Stunning Stitches, and it's all about shawls, so, hi, Jen, how are you? Hey, Marley, good to be (laughs) here, thanks. Uh, Thank you, I am so happy to have you on the show, when I saw that Tammy had you booked again, I was like, oh, it's about time, I haven't talked to you in a while, Even though I know I've seen you at a couple events, but, you know, Mm -hmm. just like anybody else, our paths cross and we don't really get to spend too much time together. So this is our our one hour we get
1: to spend together. Yes. Yeah. It's nice. It's I like nice, it this though. way. <laughs> it is fun.
0: So, you know, you've been on the show several times. We've given your backstory. And um, so I, I, I don't want to uh, bring all it up again, but you have been crocheting for a while and let's talk about how long it's been since you have decided to make it a full-time business decision to make this your career.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, so I started crocheting maybe about, I don't know, five or six years ago. Um, you know and at first I really did it because I you know was kind of starting to make knitting my job I just I wasn't full-time doing uh, knit design but like you know slowly my business was building and I thought ugh, like knitting's not really my hobby anymore like maybe crochet can be my hobby you know so I um, took some classes and learned how to crochet and um, but you know I don't know it's just like over time it just slowly sort of into, you know, I am doing a crochet design here and there. Not too many yet. Um, I'm currently just doing designs for, you know, like third parties and magazines and stuff. I have not self-published any crochet designs yet. Um, But yeah, it's just, I don't know, it just didn't seem like that big of a stretch. You know, once I really got comfortable with the patterns and stuff like that, I was like, well, I could just be writing crochet patterns. Too. So I kind of just put myself out there and started submitting to some different things. And so yeah i i would I would think in the next few months I'll definitely start self publishing some crochet designs too. I love that. I think it's it's yeah. a perfect balance. Um,
0: and you know what? That's that's a great way to explain it too. Is you know you you had it because knitting is your career, and you just you know you want to learn something new sometimes. And then isn't it mm-hmm. funny that we make that also part of our career then? Because we just follow yeah. love- up. Like oh I want to do that, like I want yeah, I want exactly. to start quilting and I'm 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 doing everything I can not to quilt because I know that as soon as I start quilting, I'm gonna to want to do videos for it. I'm gonna to want to you know just it's gonna take up my life. And um
1: right, but man do I want to quilt? Yeah I like I feel the same way like I do um cross stitch you know sometimes now as my hobby and yeah I'm like. Okay, I feel like I'm never going to start doing cross stitch patterns, you know, but I guess, like, you never know. I don't know. You know, it's just like, yeah, once you sort of get into this world, it's just, it's, it's like almost get it's almost like easy to start being like, Oh, I'm just going to start, you know, like doing this as part of my business too, you know, but it's kind of nice to at least try to keep some things out of your business. Cause like I said, I mean, you know, you and I both, we love crochet. We love knitting, but those are not our hobbies, you know, so right, um, it's right. kind of nice to try to to still have a hobby, <laughs> just not absolutely, knitting.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So here you are, you're crocheting on the
1: side. There?
0: Hello.
1: Did I miss Hello? you? Are you not yeah, there? Okay. Okay. I- I can, can, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Great. Hello? Okay. Now I can hear you. I kind of missed what you said though. you were breaking right. up there for a minute.
0: All right. Sorry about that. Um, I was that's saying okay. how many, how many books do you have published out there now? Um, I now
1: have five. This new one oh. makes number five.
0: Wow. How
1: does that feel? That's a, that's kind of it, a little bit of a milestone there. Yeah. It feels crazy, you know, because I mean, you were saying earlier and you're so right. Like, every time I come on the show, I'm like, Oh, you know, I need a book break, but <laughs> but then like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on the next one now, you know? Right? So um, yeah, I don't know. I just really, when I did the first book sock yarn shawls, I don't really think at the time it was like, Oh yeah, maybe knitting will be my full-time job someday. And like, that's what I wanted, but it's almost like, I, I don't know. I almost like didn't believe like it would really happen one day, you know, it's, so now it's just like so crazy when I like, even like every time I get the book in my hands, I'm still just as excited. I'm like, I can't believe I have like a knitting book. You can go to the store and buy, <laughs> you know, <it's> crazy. <laughs> I think that is so cool. I was
0: telling um, Bethany and Melanie this weekend or last week, it was, I don't know. It feels like it was forever ago. it was just, you know, yesterday um, I, I, we were talking about where we want to go in our careers. Right. And so I've been doing this for 10 years and Every time I set a goal, like, it, it freaks me out, right? Because I'm like, oh, that's not possible, right? And where I'm going with this is, like, you're just like, oh, maybe Nitty could be my career. And you kind of set that goal, but it's it's almost like it feels like it's unobtainable. Do you know what I mean? Right. And mm-hmm. so over the last 10 years, I keep setting different goals. And I feel like, so my last goal was to be in the position I am now at Red Heart. And so I'm like, what's going to be my next goal? And I told them, I said, my goal is I want to be the best. I want I want to yeah. be the one that... People hear Marley Bird and they know that they can get great tutorials. She's a wonderful person. She's a good designer and quality product. You know what I mean? Like, I want that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, that's my next goal. So what I was thinking was you you now have reached this, you know, your full-time knitwear designer. What's going to be your next goal? What is your next, I'm going to do
1: that. You know, I mean, I think right now I'm sort of in this transition of trying to figure out exactly what that is, like what the next goal is. Sometimes, I can't believe I'm going to like say this. Now I'm saying it. Now I'm going to put it out there. Uh You put it out there in the world. Here it goes. Here it goes. Let's do this. You know, I think like, I think that I'm getting ready to maybe do a crochet book. You know, like I feel like that could be a goal. I do have interest in doing some type of videos. I just, you know, I just can't quite decide what I want those to look like or be yet, you know. But, yeah, it's just, yeah, trying to just keep working hard, get my work out there. And, yeah, I have patterns that people just want to make, so.
0: There that's always is. the goal you've <laughs> yeah. you put it out there now 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 it's, <laughs> no. now it's uh-oh <laughs> come on we yeah. could do this we could do this yeah i will help yeah. you out as much as i can too because i want to i'm sorry my my ipad obviously is on and is beeping um all right so well so let's talk about this book so the newest book studying stitches uh how is it the same or different or what did you learn in this one compared to some of the others
1: Um, So this particular book is different from my other ones in that the book is broken up into seven different sets and each set has three patterns in it. Um, And they're all accessories, um, basically things that would go around your neck type of accessories. Um, But in each set, I'm using a stitch pattern, um, the same stitch pattern in each one, and maybe I'm incorporating it in a different way. Um, so it was really fun because I feel like a lot of times as a designer, I mean, sometimes you reuse stitch patterns, but a lot of times, um, especially with, if you find something like in a stitch dictionary and you, you know, like it's kind of unique, you end up like using it one time and then you never really use it again, you know? And it's like, some of that stuff's really fun to knit. Like you want to use it more than once, but as a designer, you don't have a lot of time to just knit things that you're not, you know, putting out there. So, For this book, it's really just like taking stitch patterns that I found and that I loved and then putting them on more than one type of accessory. Um, So there's shawls, there's cowls, there's a poncho, which I had never made until this book. Um, So there's all different kinds of things in there. Um, And it was super fun to work on. Like I really did enjoy using the same stitch pattern and like having to knit it in more than one accessory. So it was a really fun book to work on. I really am excited about this one.
0: You know, it's exciting because, you know, you're, I, I just said, you know, like four times. Let's, let's, let's bring it back in, Marley. Okay. <laughs> let's expand that. ums so and no, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I totally squirreled there. Did you catch that? There it is. There it is. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh,
0: so you really were involved a lot in designing just only shawls. And as you just said, you know, like you did your first poncho and you're really starting to branch out. Do you think that's just part of the nature of becoming an even more experienced knitter and explore, a more experienced designer?
1: Yes, it I definitely is, because I'll be honest, when I first started and I wrote the first two sock yarn shawls books, like, I was very comfortable in designing shawls, um, you know, and in the first sock yarn shawls book, it really, the majority of the book was top-down triangle shawls. Um, but, yeah, I feel like over time, yeah, it's like I almost just became – more comfortable with how to explain something in a knitting pattern, you know, and like taking that risk of being like, okay, like I can explain how to seam something, you know, like where before I'd be like, I don't know, like maybe I'll write it and it'll be too confusing. So I think just sort of losing that fear and just like becoming more confident as a designer and knowing like, yes, I can design things that, you know, maybe require um, more techniques or different techniques. And yes, I, I'm a good enough designer that I can write how to do that and people will understand what I'm saying, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a scary step to to go beyond your comfort zone. Like um, I have mm-hmm. a lot of friends who've made a lot of blankets and they're interested in jumping into sweaters and stuff. And, you know, it's, it is, it's scary to want to do that and be, to be able to do that and then put it out there in such a grand scale as far as, you know, offering out there as a pattern.
1: Right, yeah, and so, yeah, I just think, yeah, it's just, you know, over time, you just get more comfortable, and, you know, and it was the same thing with the crochet, it's like, you know, at first, I, you know, it was a struggle for me to read crochet patterns, but then over time, as I got comfortable with them, then I was like, okay, like, I could probably write one of these, you know, like, I mean, to me, writing a crochet pattern is still harder than writing a knitting pattern, but, like, I can figure it out, you know, like, it's not that bad, it's not you know, that crazy difference. So it was like one of those things, like just over time, once I felt confident reading and understanding a crochet pattern, I'm like, it was easy for me to roll it into my business. Cause I'm like, Oh, I could write that, you know? So yeah, I just, I think a lot of people are like that. Just, you just start to gain more confidence as you go on. Right. I love it. All right. So let's talk about these,
0: um, these sections, because I, I want to, so the, the titles of the sections Tell me about those. Is that the actual stitch then, or is that just the name? So, for example, the Cypress
1: Trio. Yeah. So the Cypress Trio basically consists of the three patterns within it. So it's just like the that one has a dicky in it. The Cypress Dicky, the stole, and then there's a cowl in that one. So any chance you get, a chance, like you get the, a chance to say dicky, you just got to do it. I mean. I know. I honestly, I was like, I'll be honest, like, I don't know, you know, like, I was like, had the idea for the dicky, And I was like, can I put that? Like, I'm like, that's what it is. But I'm like, can I put that what word in my book? <laughs> like, I, guess, I wasn't sure, you know, I'm like, but that's what it is. <laughs> be honest, you were like, I'm
0: gonna name it that. That way I'm on the Yarn Thing podcast, and I get to say dicky. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. 'Cause it's all about me, right? It's all about me. No. Yes. Um all right. So so the name Cypress is just a name that you came up with just to call it the trio of patterns. Yes. Yes, okay. exactly. All right. And then the 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 Glaris, Glaris trio, is I say that?
1: Uh glare, well, I say it Glarus. I don't know Glarus, yeah. I name I name things and the half the time I don't even know how to say them. I Yeah right. I am like, just, oh, that's not been used before. I,
0: <laughs> I just saw for somebody's book, and like, they came on the show. They're like, so what does this mean? I'm like, I don't know. It was a cool name. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, yeah. So the Glaris, the Glaris pieces, oh, the stitch pattern in that. It's is it the edging that we're looking at then there?
1: Yes. So for that okay. one, it's the edging of the shawl, and it's the panel that runs on the poncho, and then. I just repeated the panels um twice in the scarf just to like make it wider. Okay. But yeah, so like some of them I just use it all over, sometimes I use them in like different ways. It just kind of depended on what I felt like doing and what I thought, you know, kind of worked for each individual stitch pattern. Okay.
0: No, that totally makes sense. Like I love yeah. it. Where did you like? For me, like uh, my my stitch dictionaries are vital for me. There are some mm-hmm. times when I will design a stitch, but it's very rare, and it's usually because, <laughs> quite honestly, there's not a whole lot of time to design something new. And so it's right. easy, so mm-hmm. it's like why I reinvent the wheel sort of thing. Um, is is that what you did? Was go to stitch dictionaries and pick
1: ones that you really liked? Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I mean, probably. I mean, there might be something in this book I couldn't say now for sure. It's been so long, but, um, I mean, there might be some in here where I took something out of a stitch dictionary and slightly modified it. But yeah, basically, and that's how I always work when I'm designing. It's like you. It's rare for me to try to mess around and try to come up with something on my own. Um, I mean, I I honestly, I don't really want to, and I don't have the time. And like you said. You know, there's so much already out there that, I mean, yes, people are creating new stitch patterns, but I think it's very rare that people are really creating something that hasn't been created before, you know, like as far as just like creating a stitch pattern or something, you know, yep. uh, yep. knitting has been around a long time. So, yep. um, yeah, totally I figure good. we've got we've got hundreds of stitch dictionaries you can get your hands on if you want to, so I figure um, I'll yep. let them do the work and I'll just search for the ones I like. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Girl, you are so, yeah. I'm so with you on that. I'm so with you on that. I yeah. love Kelsey's shawl. Is this made on the diagonal?
1: Yes. Yeah. I got Go really obsessed with doing shawls like that for a while. I just so did yes, one I like to that one too. I was, yeah, I was like, I really, this is so cool. Yeah. I was, I don't know. And like that one's just all garter stitch with the cable on the panel, but yeah, that's, Those types of shawls I even like to do, I've done a couple that I have on Ravelry where the, um, like, they have lace in them, and so it's just, like, nice because it's like the lace is kind of on a bias, you know, because of, like, working it diagonally. I just think it, like, makes it more interesting than you know, you pick this out of the stitch dictionary and slapped it on your shawl. You're kind of, like, changing the angle that you're looking at it, and I think that can be really cool. I love those diagonal shawls.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think it's really cool. So uh, as far as the yarns that you
1: used in the book, how did you go about
0: selecting those?
1: Um, So pretty much I just used yarns um, that, you know, a lot of these companies I work with, you know, outside of writing books or have worked with outside of writing books. So I just kind of stuck with yarns that I um, really like. And then the way I did this particular book was um, each set has the three patterns, and so I kept all of the yarn in the set came from the same company. Um, So that was kind of nice too. So, um, and everybody was very generous and um, all of the yarn in this book, um, I was able to get, you know, just from, for asking for yarn support, which was great.
0: I love it. How did, and so you just chose yarns that you like working with. Did I catch that
1: right? Yeah, Yeah, pretty much just yarns I like working with and companies that I've worked with before and have, and I like working with them, um, was pretty much how I went about it. Um, You know, it's always hard because, like, there's so many yarns that you like, and it's so hard to, like, include them all in a book. But, um, yeah, so it's pretty much the yarns I like to work with, yeah. I love it. So I see a bunch of different weights of yarns.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, you did that on purpose. Do you want to kind of give us your theory or your thought process behind that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it – there were a few different reasons. You know, I mean, I did all these sock yarn books, which, which are great, but I feel like people now, um, you know, everybody's always going to love sock yarn, but I think that slowly the trend is moving away from sock yarn a little bit now. Um, so it was just nice to kind of include different weights of yarn, and just even for myself, because I designed so many fingering weight uh, accessories, so it's kind of a nice little challenge for me, too, on some of these to try to use different yarns um and also it did to be honest it also helped to use a few bulky yarns in there just for the fact that it was faster to get the projects done you know <laughs> I do know. <laughs> yeah I totally know um I I think it's awesome
0: so here you are your fifth book oh my gosh fifth book um and it's it's doing really well I mean as far as I can tell I can see it on Amazon I've seen people talking about mm-hmm. it I've seen um, stuff on Ravelry what's been the response so far on your end that you've seen or heard
1: um really people are loving this book I, I'll be honest like I I was very excited about this I kind of wasn't sure because I'm like you know I'm like are people going to be like these accessories are just using the same stitch pattern like whatever you know like I don't know I was kind of like worried that people would be like oh but these just like have the same stitches like over and over again but the response has been like really amazing and I mean, I just have only heard good things so far, which is great. Right. And, like, everybody's excited. And I'll be honest, so many people are telling me that they want to knit this poncho. And I think that that has been, like, the biggest surprise so far to me because I was like, I'm going to do a poncho because I've never done one. But I didn't really – I honestly was like, you know, because there's always – when you do a book, there's always, like, one or two patterns that end up kind of not – really a lot of people don't really make them and i was like oh, i'm going to do this poncho but i don't know and like everybody's keep, like keeps telling me like they're getting yarn to make the poncho which that was very surprising to me i was like that's a big project but that's awesome like i'm really glad that they like it you know yeah yeah it is a big
0: project it's very pretty though it's very pretty and i love that you have a good combination of lace stitches and rather solid stitches and cable stitches like it's a really great combination I. Uh, so for anybody who is, you know, just an avid knitter
1: in general, they're going to get a good variety of stitches in the book. Yeah, thanks. And I did try to sort of plan it that way. Like when I very first, like when this book was in its infancy, I I always make these ridiculous spreadsheets when I'm working on my books. But the first thing I did was I sort of said, okay, this is how many sets it's going to have. And Like I kind of listed all these different types of stitches that, you know, like I wanted some some that were just knit purl or some that were laced or some that were cabled. And I kind of just tried to like plan it out so that in the end I would have like a nice variety because I know like my default is to just go to lace because that's like my favorite. Um, But I really wanted to make sure that I included a good variety in there. So that was like the first thing I did when I first started the book was trying to figure out, okay, you know, sort of break it down by, I guess, type, you know, so I could have that variety in there. Right.
0: You also did a really good job of choosing yarns that are not just solids, but you have some tonal yarns and a couple that have variegated, which mm-hmm. is really cool to see because, I mean, you and I both know variegated is really hard to take a picture of to make it not look bad, even though it's, it's gorgeous on the skein, it's gorgeous in the project, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's really difficult to photograph. Um, we have to yeah with uh trisha malcolm also but you've chosen to use a couple of variegated in such a way that they photograph really well like i love the use of the one that you did um i'm I'm trying to get to it here it is the bampton shawl like i Mm -hmm. love the picture of it like kerchief style with the jean jacket like it's so Mm -hmm.
1: pretty
2: so thank you
1: yeah i really yeah you know it's funny because especially when it comes to the books well, even when I'm really designing for my own like self-published designs, like I do tend to stay away from the variegated yarn a little bit because I'm, it is hard to photograph. And I, I use this example in my first book. Um, There was a shawl in there and it wasn't even like fully variegated, but it was shades of orange and like no one knit it because you couldn't tell from the photographs really what it was. And someone on Ravelry knit one in a plain yellow yarn and it's like, so gorgeous and i'm like everybody look at this photo and <laughs> see how nice it is like i really don't know from the picture you know but it's just because that those variegated yarns can be so hard to photograph um but with that bampton shawl that's using that Dun roving uh frolicking feet transitions and i have worked i do a lot of work with Dun roving so i've worked with that yarn a bunch so i kind of knew sort of you know, what sort of patterns like would probably work with it. So I feel like yeah, that's sort of just like small feather and fan, it just, you know, adds yeah, just enough, but it's not gonna make it all like too busy.
0: Yeah. I think it's pretty. I like all
1: of it. I think it works really well together. I think you've done a really good job with this. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really like I said, I'm excited about this one. This was definitely a different kind of book, sort of with doing like the mats like the sets, you know. It was it was really fun to work on. Yeah.
0: So I think it's always amazing to people to find out how long it
1: takes for books like this to go
0: from fully like thought through to signing the contract, to turning it in, to
1: actually Mm -hmm. seeing it published. What was your timeline? Um, I turned everything in for the book um, last year in the summer, like around like the end of June, I think I turned everything in. So yeah it had been a long time it's like 11 it's usually 11 or 12 months um with martingale from when i turn everything in to when it comes out and i i can't remember for sure when i signed the contract they usually have about nine months to work on them um it just sort of depends on you know when we're I, i now i'm like getting better about like knowing okay sort of when they have their books like what their schedule is and try to like time it right but um yeah, so I think I had about nine months to work on it. And then, um, yeah, then it took about a year for it to come out. So, like I said, I have signed a contract for another book that, you know, isn't going to come out for, you know, for for like a year and a half or something, you know, but you have to work on it now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's intense when,
0: you know, the whole thought process through all of this is going on. It's pretty darn great. Um, so the new book, can you give us any hints? Are you venturing outside of
1: your comfort zone a little bit more um i would say this next one no however um, it is okay i'm going to start by saying because i always say that like i needed to have sock yarn shawls three so it could be like hunger games but it is not sock yarn shawls three (laughs) but i am sort of getting back to my roots on this next one so uh you know yeah, but it's not on Charles 3.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. But I love that you're giving back to your roots. It's so cool. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's the time of the show that we give away prizes. And if I'm correct, you have a couple books to give away today. Is that right? Uh, yes, I do. All right. So um, we're going to give one away to a call-in listener and one to a commenter. Is that correct? Yep, that works for me. Awesome. Perfect. All right, so sit back and relax a little bit. I'm going to talk and see, so you know, you can take a drink of your coffee or soda or whatever. <laughs> um, so all of you, if this is the first time you've listened to the Yarn Thing podcast, welcome. We are glad you are here. Please make sure you subscribe so you know exactly when a new episode is getting, Our episode with these two episodes, I don't know, shows are getting released. Um, we are blessed that every show we have a guest come on and they give away a prize to a live comments listener and to somebody who leaves a comment on the show notes. So if you are listening live right now, pick up your phone and give me a call. 347-539-5589. That's 347 539 5589. You should put that on your speed dial if you listen to the show every Tuesday. <clears throat> What's going to happen is when you call in, you are placed on a switchboard, which shows up on my screen, and it's just a bunch of phone numbers. And we will randomly select one of those phone numbers to win a copy of Jen's book of stunning stitches. Now, if you're not listening live, don't worry, there's always a chance for you to win as well. After the podcast today, Tammy, my social media medusa, Puts the show notes up for today's show over on marleybird.com. If you go to marleybird.com and click on the podcast drop down menu or the blog drop down menu, it should take you to the show notes for all of the show notes. You want to find the one for today's show with Jen Lucas. Uh, today is May 23rd. So that was, I mean, she's been on the show a lot. So you might get one of the old ones. You want to make sure you get today's show. And, um, Leave, your, leave a comment on the show notes. Now, in the show notes, you'll find a brief synopsis of everything we talked about, including links and images um, and all of that good stuff. But you want to leave a comment that includes a keyword that Jen will give us here in just a minute. When you leave that comment on the show notes on MarleyBird.com, you guys, you are entered for a chance to win your own copy of Stunning Stitches. Okay, so we choose a winner from the comments from the show notes on (laughs) MarleyBird.com about two to three weeks after the original air date of the podcast. The reason is because we want to make sure that you have a chance to go back and listen to the show because we know life gets in the way and you can't always listen to the show right away. So we uh, always want to give you a chance to do that. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to bring Tammy on the line and let's find Tammy here. Tammy, is that you? That's me. Thank you.
1: Hello.
0: You're welcome. And Tammy is going to select a winner from a previous podcast, and then she will get the keyword from Jen for uh, today's show, so that way you guys can go and leave a comment there. I'm going to put myself on mute.
2: Okay. I'm here. Hi, guys. Happy Tuesday. I went back and uh, from Karen Woolley's visit when she shared her Garden of Shawls book with us. So There was a lot of great comments. Thank you all, um, and I hope Karen's getting to see that. Um, we The random number generator chose Katie's comment, and she says, this sounds like such a great book. I just love Italian Lace. Italian Lace was the code that everybody or words that everybody was supposed to use to prove that they actually listened to the podcast. Um, Jen, are you still there? Yep, I'm here. Do you have a favorite uh phrase or code that you want people to include in their
1: comments um yeah how about favorite stitch
2: so the words favorite stitch
1: yes yeah.
2: oh that's great i think yeah that may be a that may be a little bit of a challenge that we need to get <laughs> to see who to see who who can include that in their comment. I love yep. this book. I think that I think that choosing a stitch. Now, I wanted to ask, patterns, are they like categorized from easy to difficult from front to back in the book?
1: Um, no, they are not, but all of the patterns in the book list the um like the difficulty level or the I guess it's called skill level in them. So, um it doesn't go from easy to hard, but each individual pattern, you'll be able to see if it's rated like beginner through advanced or whatever.
2: I just think that's so smart because you can choose the size. Once you've, you know, swatched and saw that you can do the lace pattern repeat, um, you can pick your attention level. So if you want to do a smaller project, you can pick the, you know, the the one smaller project of the set of three, or you can go for the something really nice and large to show off all your work, like that beautiful poncho.
1: Yep, exactly.
2: That's awesome. Yep. Sorry.
0: I had to unmute myself. I forgot I wasn't muted or I was muted. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's the little things. There's just too many things going on. Um, So cool. And um, your, your favorite, your phrase is uh, favorite stitch. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Favorite stitch. So make sure you leave your comment where everybody, I know, you know it. I've said it like five times so far. you want to leave your comment on the show notes only at marleybird.com we love your comments on or your comments on facebook on ravelry on twitter on all those good places but in order for a chance to be entered for the book you need to leave your comments on marleybird.com on the show notes because that's where tammy goes to select a winner all right pretty cool pretty easy so, having said that, I am over here at the switchboard. You have forty-six callers. You have a lot of callers.
1: Um, Whoa!
0: <laughs> I know, right? It's it's crazy. Ever since I started doing the Facebook Live, where people can, I mean, essentially they're just watching me talk to you. But it's mm-hmm. it you know it feels like they get more involved, and so they're calling in because they want to win. It's really awesome, and it's it's awesome. That's forty-six awesome. is a big number. That's good. Um, so oh, what I will awesome. do is I'm going to scroll up and down all of these numbers. You tell me when to stop. That's where I'll stop, and that person will be the lucky winner. All right, so I'm scrolling okay. now. Okay, stop. All right, hands up. It <laughs> always scares me. Um, all right, so this is area code 620. 620, hello? Hello. Hi, who's this?
1: Oh my goodness. This is Diane Barton. Hi. Di- Diane Barton, hi, how are you?
2: Yeah. <laughs> You're the lucky winner today.
0: Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, Jen, awesome. Diane actually lives near my family in Kansas, in southeast Kansas, a little small town.
2: Um, oh, It's wow. kind of funny
0: because my family thinks I'm something really big and famous because Diane knows who I am.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. They're
0: like, somebody in our small town knows you. You've got to be famous. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Well, Diane, congratulations. I know that you're a big knitter and you enjoy making a lot of different things. You love this book. Oh, good. I'm
1: excited.
0: Oh, very Yay. cool. So cool. Well, to get your prize, all I need you to do is email me at, um what is it, winner at com. Winner at com. And make sure you put in the subject line what it is you want and then uh, include your mailing address and phone number. Um, do you need anything else, Jen? Uh, no, that would be it. Okay. Uh, so include those. I'll send your information over to Jen, and then they'll get the book out to you right away.
2: Okay.
0: I can't believe I won. I, Yay, I can't believe awesome. you won either. I know that you call in all the time, so it's awesome that I mean mm-hmm. it's a new winner. That's awesome. <laughs> well, congratulations! And if my grandma comes in, Thank give her you. a big hug for me.
2: We'll do. All right.
0: <laughs> bye, Diane. Bye bye. So fun. So fun. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad Diane won. She has been a long time listener, and honestly, like she works at the library and somehow my family overheard them talking about my podcast and so my family is just so they're so funny it's kind of it
1: cracks me up I'm anyways that is so awesome <laughs> right and
0: it's such a small town and they're like somebody knows you and I'm like cool <laughs> um anyways so congratulations Diane and um hello Chinook, Kansas and um yeah Jen I'm so glad you came on the podcast today I love talking to you
1: I love talking to you too
0: Marley <laughs> i wish we lived closer because i think we could do a lot of like fun things together not that we you know don't do fun things but you know what i mean like i think if we could right. spend a lot of time together it'd be fun yeah but i think we have so a between us that's all right so i know that you yeah. also teach and you do teach at the different stitches events are you teaching at stitches midwest
1: this year Uh, No, I am not teaching. I will be there shopping, though, so I'm sure I'll probably end up scheduling a meetup or something, which, you know, I'll tell people about on social media, but, yeah. Uh, Yeah, my my teaching schedule's been a little light this year, but, you know, that's okay. It's nice to have a little break, honestly. (laughs) It is is good to have a little break,
0: I know. Well, let us know when your meetup is, and we'll make sure that we post about it, too, so that people can get a chance and come and meet you, because now that they've heard about you, they're going to want to come and meet you.
1: Aw, thanks. Yeah, it should be a good time. (laughs) Well, very cool. All right. Well,
0: I'm going to let you go and get back to work. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to see the new book and I'm sure we'll schedule you on the podcast uh, when it comes out. Uh, Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Bye Jen. Okay. Bye. Absolutely love her. You guys, Jen Lucas is absolutely fantastic. You can follow along with her on Facebook. Um, I think she's just Jen Lucas. I will, I'll make sure that's in the show notes. If you want to be able to follow along with her uh, in all the social media areas, we'll make sure that we put that information on our show notes, which are available where? Marleybird.com. Make sure you go there. Uh, (laughs) Marleybird.com. You want to make sure you do that. Jen Lucas designs is uh, what it is. I think uh, if you want to follow her on Facebook and Jen Lucas on Ravelry and all of the good places, make sure you check out stunning stitches. I did include her uh, Amazon author page, uh, and it's my affiliate link. I did put it in the show notes and the Facebook live. And if you want to purchase the book through Amazon, because you don't have a local, uh, yarn store, Uh, Please use my affiliate link if you don't mind, because I get a little bit of a kickback to that. It's a great way to help support me doing the podcast. But if they do sell the book at your local yarn store, I do want to encourage you to go there. Support your local yarn store, because we want to make sure that they are around to help us whenever uh, you need help, right? Because it's good to to be there at the local yarn stores. All right, so let's hit our exit music. There it is. All right, everybody. Um, that is our show for today. You can check the Yarn Thing podcast previous episodes uh, over on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Don't be afraid. Go back, listen to some of your fav- some of our favorite guests and some of your favorite designers and publishers and so on and so forth. I want to say thank you to our lovely sponsors once again. They are simply amazing. Red Heart Yarns, where I'm the proud national spokesperson. Stitches.Events, Craftsy.com, Erin Lane Bags, Creative Bug, and last but certainly not least, Buffalo Wool Company. I will talk to you guys again soon, and I hope you have a really wonderful Tuesday. Bye.